Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, MD, CNH, is the best-selling author of the e-book, The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Kareem. How are you? I am lovely on this first day of summer. And most of the country I don't know about on the West Coast, but on the East Coast and in the Midwest, I believe it's pretty darn hot. (laughs) <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah, it's 97 over here. Is it really? <laughs> oh, that makes yes. me feel cool. Like I'm living in Alaska and Ohio at 91. So welcome. <laughs> you know, that's kind of scary, too. Welcome, everyone, to The Secret of Everything. Thank you for listening. We have a very exciting guest. I think hopefully a couple guests tonight. Um, we are going to be talking, and I will get to them in a few minutes, to the um, IPS. Or, and I'm not going to, I should probably enunciate that because letters sound different when you say them out loud, but in intuitive paranormal society. So most paranormal teams have an intuitive or they work with a medium or intuitive, but I believe, and we'll find out in a few minutes, that this team, Kareem, is entirely made up of um, what I would call high-level intuitives or people with um, very pointed gifts. But I wanted to talk just a second to everyone about a couple things. Um, We launched our new website today, which is, interestingly enough and shockingly enough, um, www.secrettoeverything.com. It's a little rough, but I'm really pleased, and I hope you will check it out. www.serenity natural wellness is also still up, but eventually we'll be taking it down as we are switching brands. Um, I wanted to talk just a couple minutes about the summer solstice. It's the beginning of the summer solstice today, and... When I was um, thinking about the radio show, I was kind of given a couple thoughts to share with everybody. The year 2012, to me, um, seems to be all about engaging our senses, um, summoning all of your energy to put toward what you've been saying for years and years and months and months and weeks and weeks that you desire to bring into your physical reality. So... 
unlike any time in the past and maybe in our future, the energy is perfect for once to actually get what you want. So how do we do that? Well, I believe that instead of talking about it, instead of imagining it, we need to become it. So we need to know what we know. We need to be being what we want. We need to be perceiving and listening to that perception. Very, very important, this next one. We need to be open to receive information as well as all the good things that are coming our way. And there's also an allowance, which to me is a lack of resistance. So we need to give up our resistance, which means deal with all your story, dump all that junk out of your energy body, and be open to allow all the blessings and the higher vibrational things to come into our life. So if you can do that, if you can plug into that energy in the year 2012, it's not going to be a year of doom for you. It's actually going to be a very successful year. And no, Kareem, I am not talking specifically to you. I'm talking to everyone. <laughs> but and So whatever you'd like to make happen, it really can. This is the year where magic can happen. You just need to know kind of how to bring that about. So by listening to The Secret to Everything and our wonderful guests, Hopefully, we can give you an idea how to do that. So I'd like to kind of go through in the next couple of weeks who's going to be coming up, and Kareem will go over this again at the end of the program. We're really privileged to have amazing guests coming up, so you don't want to miss an episode. Next week, we welcome author Peter Baxka. I probably just mutilated his name. He'll forgive me. Huffington article writer, and he's an author of three books. We'll be talking about the power of the mind to bring what you desire into reality Cream, do you know anybody who writes books like that? About how to manifest and bring things into your reality. As everyone knows, um, and as Spencer mentioned in his intro, it's similar to just me. Just me. Just me and Peter. <laughs> we got the corner. No, but um so it'll be an interesting conversation, I think, and maybe you know, maybe we'll agree, maybe we won't, maybe we'll get some new ideas from each other. July fourth. I, we're going to do our pre-recorded show. We have a guest from England, Mr. Russell Dunn. He's a Reiki master. And we, he's going to be talking about vibration and color and how to bring, raise your vibration, bringing color and using color in your foods and in your clothes and in your environment. Then on July 11th, the first hour, we're going to have um, Marilyn, I think she has a nickname, so I'm not going to say her last name because I don't remember what her nickname is. But she's the author of Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul. And guess what we're going to be talking about, Kareem? Energy healing. Isn't that one of my personal favorite subjects? And her book. The second half hour, we have a subject that we ha- we've only briefly touched on when Jody Cook was on our show, which is the topic of UFOs. And I think we're going to be approaching it a little bit more from the mind than we did with Jody. And he wrote a book. Called, Robert Schroeder wrote a book called Solving the UFO Enigma, and I may have a special guest host that can talk physics with the best of them because I am not really good at talking physics. So July 18th, we'll be talking to Tracy Vega. She's the owner of a self-defense website. We're going to be discussing the best way to avoid being in dangerous situations. The second half of the show, we'll be interviewing L.A. phone psychic, Allison Mead. She has a book, Kareem, that she's written that talks about, now doesn't this sound interesting, her experiences as a phone psychic. Now that oh. would be interesting. Can you imagine getting paid? Wait, what am I saying? 
<laughs> Never mind. We'll move on. Um, July 25th, we'll be talking about how you can bring more cold, hard cash and abundance into your life with James Goy. We'll also be celebrating the release of my second book, The Secret to Everything, Receiving More Wealth and Abundance Now. So now we're going to get to our guests. They're probably bored to death. I'm probably hanging up. Um, Kareem, do we have anybody else on the line from IPS? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think so. Let me check. Okay. If you could grab that, I'm just going to read their introduction, and then um, maybe you can introduce them, and I'll introduce Alfred since I know Alfred's on the line. Um, like I said, tonight I'm excited. We've been working on this a long time. I've been begging them on Twitter for, like, months and months to come on the show. Um, we have Intuitive Paranormal Society, and we have Alfred with us. I believe he's does a lot with the technical side of it, but he can tell us about that in a few minutes. And I'm going to read in their own words what they have, at least I hope I didn't make this up, I think it's their own words, what they have to say about the unique flavor of their group. We investigate the paranormal using our intuitive abilities. Our purpose is to help find awareness that we, as investigators, are seeking for the people who are in need. We not only investigate, but we perform readings on people, give insight on issues that are of concern. I love that. We believe we are meant to help people and give back freely what we were given by God. We all bring a specific gift to the group that defines us as individual investigators. Our purpose is to help. We are here for that reason and believe that our intentions are what keep us safe, so we can continue to investigate and grow as an intuitive group of friends. That is like one of the most amazing, it almost sounds like a mission statement that I have ever heard. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome Alfred Cream. Is anybody else on the line? They're not picking up yet. Oh, okay. So I'm going to welcome Alfred from Intuitive Paranormal Society. Thank you for being on The Secret to Everything, Alfred. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Kimberly. Uh, how are you doing? And um, hello there, Kareem, uh, as well and everybody else that's uh, listening on the show. Well, first of all, could you tell us where you are located? We'll start with the basics, and we'll get complicated. Sure. Uh, we're based in uh, Southern California, and um, more or less um, we cover um, – some of the members live in uh, the L.A. area, uh, the IE or Inland Empire, and then also uh, nearby uh, Orange County as well. So we, we kind of spread out. Whenever we do investigations, we have to kind of figure out where we're going to be going and, you know, where we're going to be meeting at, uh, whatnot. But we usually always get together and, and make uh, an investigation kind of happen, whether it's um, – we used to do private investigations, you know, for residential, and uh-huh. then we kind of moved on and we kind of – kind of right now just uh, focusing more on the commercial, historical places, um, or if not, if we hear of anything that's going on in places that might have been forgotten, we also go uh, to places like that. Like, say, for example, in uh, a canyon – or uh, a mountainside that used to be that used to have activity some time ago, and then through uh, time, it's kind of gotten lost. If we hear stuff like that, then we'll go ahead and visit places like that. Uh-huh. Well, so mainly, okay. So this is so you've kind of gotten away from going and doing the homes and the private investigations, as far as we did. Uh, well, just actually, we're just taking a break from that right now. Uh, we had we were doing them, and. Um, we kept running into a lot of uh, bad stuff. And when you're intuitive, that kind of follows you a lot, and it kind of affects your life. So we, you know, because a, a lot of stuff that would end up happening, for example, at a lot, of, uh, a lot of residential homes, when we would kind of go in, we would 
see that it's a, a negative spirit because uh, uh, the group, the way it's made up, uh, we have uh, Stephanie, who's a, a, the psychic medium, uh, Ian, who also sees, and he's going to talk about it, he also sees different um, forms of energy, form in, as well as uh, um, uh, not as much, but more kind of like people uh, as they're, they're, they're being shown. Stephanie mm-hmm. sees that more clear. And then myself, I get more of the clear audience part. So whenever, for example, Stephanie sees something, if she sees a person and she's talking back and forth with them, with my recorder or through channeling, I'm able to go ahead and pick up what they're saying where uh, the conversation is going as she's asking questions. Those uh, responses are being uh, sent back. I pick them up whether it's through uh, my ear or through uh, my um, inside my mind. I can see the word. So I'll tell them back, you know, this is what, you know, they're saying. When we go back to the digital recorder, we have that stuff recorded on there. Oh, I love it, and I relate to it so well because, as you probably know, most teams aren't, you know, although I believe we're all intuitive to some extent, most teams are not so heavily loaded with that level of, you know, skill that you spoke of and the diversity of that. And I worked with a team a little bit, um, you know, as their, quote, psychic medium, and I call it, it's kind of funny, I call it point and shoot. So I'm like, there's a man standing over there. There's a tall, dark figure in the corner. Right. But you know what's so great is you get such good stuff. You okay. know, when you have people to kind of, whether it's listening or whether it's pointing and shooting, I just I, I just think it's amazing and it really, um, it, it cuts down on the time and some of the tedious part of the investigation when you can use your psychic abilities to get that information. I do believe we have Ian on from um, your group, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him on, if that's okay with you, Alfred. Yeah, definitely. Good evening. Good evening. Wow. Hello. I didn't know you were going to make it. I'm so honored. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, My speaker on my iPhone doesn't work, or the microphone doesn't. Oh, okay. I have it on um, the speakerphone, so I got to hold it up to my ear. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's <laughs> that okay. It a little... That's why I, I, when you guys were talking earlier, I had on the speaker. I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, but, um, okay. Yeah, you okay. guys weren't hearing me. <laughs> well, um, we that. heard a little bit from Alfred. Are you the founder, Ian, of the group, or who founded the group? All three of us founded it okay. together. Okay. All right. So Alfred kind of told us a little bit about your gifts. Is, is it just the three of you? Because he was talking about... Uh, and I don't know if you heard it, how everyone comes from all over. Do you have a larger group? Is that the core group? Oh, it's just us three. Oh, it's just you three. So you guys are all spread out, even the three of you, in order to do an investigation. You all kind of live all over. Okay. I got yeah, it. we're all we're all in good old Southern California. Well, I love what you said, and even though I know you're not doing, you know, right now, you said private um, investigations. Did you find when you were doing private investigations, I know I mentioned that part, which we'll get back to, but did you find that you were, did a lot of people want private investigations or was it hit or miss? What was that like? Oh, with the private investigations? Mm-hmm. Were you swamped um, with requests? Um, we were getting quite a few, probably to where we could schedule maybe two per weekend over the course of, like, three or four months until we ran into some stuff, and then we kind of decided to all step back. So we were pretty swamped, and what um, what we ended up doing was referring it to people who, to uh, people that we knew that um, were specialists and knew how to go about those specific kind of cases, whether it be 
like evil or if it's residual, like stuff like that. We always find the appropriate people to take over them when we all decide to step back and take a little hiatus for the moment. Do you think is it because? And I don't want to, you know, if this is a bad subject, you can say, you know, you don't want to talk about it. But do you think it's because you, you know? And obviously, I don't. I think you know this, Ian. I don't know. I assume you know it, Alfred. But you know, I'm obviously an intuitive. But do you think? And I, I consider you guys what I would call fairly high level. But do you think it's because when you guys came together, you were like such maybe like an attention getter when you're going in these places that maybe you started to have some issues, or what do you attribute that to? Um, Alfred, do you want to go ahead and take this one? you got a, yeah. you got a better way of um, explaining it than I do. Yeah. Um, on that end, actually, we didn't, when we, you know, started going into a lot of the uh, homes or just in general in places, we never came about like, hey, you know, we got more stuff than everybody else or, you know, we could see stuff, we could hear stuff, and, and you know, it's all going to be proven. Uh, we never went in with that attitude. We kind of went in. We what we tried to do was something different, and we knew that you know the way the the, the group is made up that it was going to be different uh, from uh, the get go. But um, we actually just tried to honestly just try to get evidence, just like anybody else would. I mean, I was with another paranormal group before you know we joined together and we co-founded uh, uh, IPS, and I kind of had already that attitude, and I had already seen what they were doing, so I carried it over. Which was if you, if anything is going to be proven, you walk in. You set up your equipment. You go ahead and pull out, you know, whatever equipment you're using, your meters and your your digital recorders, your cameras. You take pictures. Then you review everything. So when we would walk into places, we never came in like, oh, we see that, we see this. You know, uh-huh. can you hear this? Can you hear that? No, we didn't go in that way. We went in, even even with the, the client there, we would go in, um, and this was how we used to do it in the beginning. Um, me and Ian would go in to talk to the client first. Stephanie would be inside the uh, the vehicle, and we would go in and we would find out what is going on, what rooms, what what type of activity they're having, um, what exactly is going on inside the house if they're having any feeling, if they see anything, if anybody's been you know if they hear whispers, if anybody's been hurt, scratched, anything like that, and then when everything was pretty much already told to us and we're recording everything, so that way when we go back to review everything, we could go ahead and document it. Um, we would bring in Stephanie. And she would not know what's going on, what was just said, and then she would be pointing and saying the same information that the client had just said. And it and it would impress the, the, the client, but we never came out like, you know, we get more stuff than, than anybody else or anything like that, um, where we kind of boasted a little bit too much about it, where the client would say, well, you know, prove it to us. They actually were more surprised when Stephanie would actually give them the same information that they're seeing. If they seen somebody, run, you know, run down the hallway, Stephanie would say, there's a little girl here running down the hallway, and then the, the client would look at her and be like, whoa, that's impressive because you're right. And you're kind of almost looking at us like, did you tell her? And we're like, no, we didn't say anything. That's that's what we do. We That's why she's in the vehicle, and that's why we're here. You know, it's funny as I listen to you talk because I appreciate um, you guys are very humble. I mean, I don't necessarily think you're humble about your abilities. I mean, I think you walk confidently in them, but you're very humble about how you approach investigation. And I, I really, I mean, I really appreciate, I really appreciate that because I really think you guys are rather extraordinary. <laughs> so, Thank you. And, and I, I really like, Thank I don't you. know, I just really like the idea of, um, I think it was really clever to, um, you know, and I don't know. How did you guys meet each other? Then were you already friends, or how did you, 
how did you begin this? Actually, um, I, I'll take it on this way, only because I, there was more um, history. Um, I actually met uh, Stephanie at one of the. Uh, it was uh, we we had joined a paranormal group. I, I didn't know her before, and I ended up. I was already with another paranormal group, and we would do private investigations going into uh, homes and and uh, businesses and commercial uh, places, restaurants and whatnot. And what I did was during the times they weren't having any investigations. I, I went on and um, joined a smaller uh, uh, paranormal uh, group, and that's where I met Stephanie at. And um, she was just getting into it, so I met her. And um, it was kind of funny how that how I met her because I didn't really meet her. I met her mom first, and then I met because her mom actually wanted to go to one of these uh, paranormal investigations, and it was just at a uh, at a kind of like a. Um, a local place. It wasn't. It was actually they, they called it here. It's in Altadena, the haunted uh, forest, and that's where that's where we actually met. At was there, and uh, the mom. I started talking to her, and and Stephanie was with another uh, psychic friend at the time, and you know I was seeing her work, and I'm thinking, whoa, you know I've never met anybody like this before, and as she's working, you know saying what she's picking up, and the psychics kind of confirming everything, and they're working together, and we're just you know they would say that they're cold, and I pull out my K2 meter, and I would go ahead and start if there's any uh, temperature fluctuation, and I'm asking them questions, but I was, you know, not known to um, exactly what's going on with the, uh, the, the psychic ability uh, from that uh, Stephanie has, I should say. Anyway, that's how I met her, and then she met Ian, and then that's when we kind of connected together. Uh, and we kind of just, it was just more of an idea. Um, Stephanie had um, uh, talked about, hey, you know, I want to form a, our own paranormal group. And um, from there, we... You know, I had talked to her, and then we talked to Ian, and, you know, just from us three, we kind of decided, hey, you know, let's try it. Let's see what we're going to do, you know, if this would actually work. Uh, and, of course, when we did get together, even the first places that we would go to, we always got a lot of stuff. So we go, you know, it's got to be the combination of us that mm -hmm. makes this work. So we got to, you know, continue doing it, and let's see what happens. Because uh, my, my evidence that I was bringing in, for IPS was much more than it was for the other private investigation groups that I was with. So I knew something was, it was almost like a battery. If, you know, everybody was battery, and we were just definitely more high power at this uh, point that with the other paranormal groups, it was pretty much, as you were describing earlier, people pulling out their meters and seeing what's going on, and anybody that has intuitive or psychic abilities was able to say, there's somebody here, there's, you know, I just seen this person walking up the stairs, and everybody's kind of, you know, trying to figure out uh, if they have any evidence. But, um, yeah, when we got together, that's that's how it, it started. That is so interesting. So are you active? Are you guys still actively, agree actively, you're investigating currently right now? Yes. We're, um, this past weekend we were at um, uh, Devil's Gate Dam in the city of uh, Pasadena. We never really post anything on Twitter where we're going until after we uh, go. Um, but that was uh, this past weekend where we ended up going, and uh, we wanted you know, we wanted to check that place out. And uh, yeah, so we we still investigate uh, up until this day. Wow, that's really interesting. Can I ask you guys a question, an opinion question? <laughs> sure. I guess. Um, I always have a lot of things in my in my house, and usually they're fairly friendly, but um, this is kind of interesting. I just want to get your guys' take on it. I love how when you have a radio show, you end up revealing so much more of your personal life than you really want to, but I yeah. was, uh, you, guys, you guys probably know how that is. 
Um, but we, my daughter and I were getting gas, and we just pulled up, and um, I was about to get out of the car, and I said, and my window was open on the left side I was driving, and I said, ow, I think something just scratched me, which, of course, I'm sure we'll get in that. I'm sure you guys have been scratched, you know, a time or two in your life. And, yeah. you know, sure enough, I pulled my hair back, and I looked, and there were three long scratch marks from beneath my ear all the way down to my shoulder. And, um, oh. and you know, but to me, I mean, I know this isn't the best adage, <laughs> whatever, but to me I'm like, that is so weird because I've never, ever been scratched in my car. But And I want your guys to take on this in a minute. But what I find so interesting is my oldest daughter, I always, I used to see about 40 or 50% of the time, and you guys know what I mean by seeing for the listening audience, meaning I see shapes, spirits, solids, otherwise, whatever, whatever. I see something, like, you know, with my naked eye. That's what I mean by seeing. And now, you know, because of the work I've done and, and the vibration on the planet and the work I've personally done, now I see about, you know, 60 or 70% of the time. But my daughter sees 100% of the time, and she's in Colorado, so she couldn't help me out. But I always tell people, and I, and I say this over and over, and I'm sure everyone's really bored with me saying this, but my daughter tells me it's exactly like Ghost Whisperer. She's like, everybody thinks that show has poetic license, but she's like, that's my life, Mom. She's like, everywhere, every place, all the time. You know, and of course, you know, there's some people, and including me, believe there's different beings other than ghosts. But what do you guys make of that whole scratch in the car thing? At least for me, um, as Ian's still on the line, I don't know. A lot of times his phone ends up cutting out. Oh, I didn't even think Um, about that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Ian, are you there? Oh, yeah. He's okay. Well, we lost him temporarily. I guess. No, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know why my uh, I I have to wear a headset because I'm on my cell phone and I don't want to um, get the outside open so I press mute and I forgot to press like a mirror. But once again, so um, I missed the last part of that as well. Where what did you hear up to? About the you're eating gas and that was it. Oh, you missed the good part. <laughs> No, no. I thought we were my, my my phone is going crazy. Um, it's one of the speakers doesn't work. I just bought the phone not too long ago, and one of the speakers doesn't work, and the microphone doesn't work. Now I have to wear a headset, so I I was stumbling to get the headset and had it on mute, and then I get it in. And, oh, so I apologize right. about that. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. Um, no, what I said was my window was open. I stopped to get gas, and my window was open on my left side because I was driving, and I said to my daughter, I said, I said, ow, I said, I think something just scratched me because if you've ever been scratched, like I said, I know you guys, I'm sure have, um, scream, you better, I mean, it's not that big a deal, but I mean, don't look forward to it or anything, but but it's just a distinctive feeling. And so I pulled my hair back from my neck and I had three, you know, red scratches all the way from beneath my, uh, my ear all the way down my shoulder. And, you know, of course the three, and like I said to, you know, to everyone, it's not a big deal, but I just wondered what your take was on that because I think it's kind of unusual to be, like, scratched in your car. Yeah. Um, it could have just been, like, something it, it knew. It it, um, it sensed you because since we can sense them, they can also 
know that we can sense them, so they sent us. Maybe it just did not it didn't like you there and it just wanted you to leave. Oh. I mean that's True. like the first thing that pops in, pops in my mind. It's just yeah. in, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna mention it just kinda of seemed like it was wanting attention as well and that's where the scratch now whether it was anything more than that, because um, I know you said it was inside your, your vehicle. As long as it wasn't, like, say, the seatbelt or anything like that that ended up doing the scratch, but usually if it's three, then it's going to be a little bit different. I mean, you know, if it's the seatbelt, it might end up leaving a different uh, type of scratch on there. But I would definitely say uh, similar, that it probably had um, some attention that it wanted, and that was definitely a way that it was going to get your attention by uh, putting those scratches on you. I, I find do you do you guys in your theory and I don't know if you guys have different opinions so free to speak up but do you find that the three scratches has significance like everyone says it's always demonic supposedly that's one opinion or theory out there what do you guys believe about that yeah and that that would have been my first thing to go ahead and say but I guess when to to be legitimate in in the claim that can't be the first thing that one thinks of because then you're going to tend to go with that path. You have to kind of go with the path of let's not take that side yet. Let's, you know, do everything possible to go ahead and see is it the seatbelt, could it be something else, could it be, you know, other uh, other reasons or other intentions versus going straight to that path. Um, in, in our, and the reason that we, at least for myself, that I, came, that I come up with that conclusion would be because a lot of times when we would go out to investigate, Yes, we did run into a lot of, you know, say, uh, non-human uh, uh, entities, negative uh, forms as well, as well as, uh, of course, stuff that was uh, demonic. Um, but we, you know, you can't always go to a place and always say that it's going to be that. So at least for me, I would definitely say let's, you know, let's take the, uh, the um, you know, the path that we're supposed to, which is let's make sure that that, that to eliminate any other possibilities, if it does lead into that, then it would end up being maybe, uh, you know, demonic. But I, I, I would have said that, but that, that's the one thing that I don't want to kind of get into because then, um, you know, being that it's three in a lot of the movies, they end up showing it a lot of right, history right. from uh, possessions and whatnot. You will see those type of markings on there. But I would, I, at least for me, being an investigator, I would have to definitely take, you know, everything into consideration before I could uh, go ahead and make that type of uh, um, uh, assumption. Interesting. I, uh, I have to agree with Alfred on that one as well. Um, exhaust every other route. Exhaust every other route. Comes to um, where you can actually say one specific thing. Like maybe if uh, it has it has the feel of one thing, but yet it does another. So kind of just kind of figure out what what you think it could be with this, that, that, and then come to a conclusion and whatever you feel is, like, more appropriate for, you know? Right. I just was I was just curious. I thought I'd randomly throw that in. <laughs> and I am going to give out our phone number really quick. If you have a question or comment, we are talking to Alfred and Ian from IPS, para, well, Intuitive Paranormal Intuitive. Society. It's like a tongue twister, kind of. Um, our number is 646-564-9712. Kareem, do you have any questions before I go on with all my questions? Yeah, I had a question about, you know, these, you know, sometimes in people's house, they have, like, 
dishes rattling or a uh, bathroom with nobody in it that, you know, um, the toilet flushes. What do you think that is? That spirit that's trying to get your attention or is that just... Um, with like the dishes rattling, it could be, could be a number of things. It could be like, you know how when you hear just a, like creak in the floor or like a pop in the wall and you just don't know what it is, like it's the house shifting. Like it could be something like that. It could be, it could be a spirit, um, trying to get your attention. It could be a number of things. Like you don't always. We don't always uh, assume it's paranormal until we actually get in there and we get a feel for it and whatnot. Um, you much. We actually used to have that happen at one of our other houses. Um, we used to get a, we used to get that a lot. A lot of the uh, say, for example, my uh, my mom at the time uh, years back, she would go ahead and start you know washing dishes and then afterwards set everything, um, clean up the whole you know kitchen and stuff, and then. We would be inside the living room area, and then we would hear a lot of that. We would hear a lot of the dishes moving and, and the uh, the cups starting to kind of um, – it seemed like it was like more of a settling uh, sound. So we would go over there, and we would go ahead and kind of take a look to see what's going on. And um, sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't, uh, because we did end up living in a house that did have activity. Uh, at the time, there was different things. We used to get actually chairs uh, around the, the kitchen table. Those would be pulled outward. And you could end up hearing it because we had uh, tile floors, and the way the, the the chairs were, they had kind of like a metal uh, bottom to it. So whenever you hear that scraping, and you go to the kitchen and nobody's there, it was a level house. It wasn't, you know, we didn't live on a slope or anything like that. Um, it was pretty much level, and the chair would literally be pulled outward. Um, so we, you know, we kind of would see it, but at the time we didn't really pay too much attention to it. We didn't try to give it too much attention. Um, there was a house uh, I went to go visit friends. This was uh, months back, um, or, but it was earlier this year, uh, and there was actually some activity going on inside the house. And it's it's weird because I try not to like, – if I'm – you have, uh, I guess, a so-called on and off switch. It's always on, but you just tend to shut it off. And uh, I went to a friend's house, and I'm not really looking for that type of activity. And uh, I'm sitting down inside the living room area. There's stuff going on inside the kitchen, and I thought somebody was in there because you could hear noises and you could end up hearing uh, the water running. So I get up, I go over there to go ahead and take a look, and they're looking at me, they're, oh, no, that's the, key. That's the you know, that's the faucet. It always runs that way. So I go over there to go ahead and take a look, and I came back, and I'm, I don't want to tell anybody anything. And they know that I am uh, a paranormal investigator as well, but I didn't want to tell them anything because then it creates that influence. It creates where now they're going to uh. be able to see things and hear things and everything like that. So I didn't say anything. I sat back, back down on the uh, the chair that I was on, and I kept hearing whispers throughout the house. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to say anything to nobody. I'm just going to take this in and not say anything. But I know now that was not just the faucet running. It wasn't running on its own. Um, usually when we go into places, we'll get a lot of stuff um, because we're showing up all of a sudden. We'll get whispers where people didn't get whispers before. We'll get that type of activity, but... Um, that's uh, going back to the, to the question there. So sometimes yes, and sometimes uh, it's probably um, something else. So we, we try to look at both sides. We try to make sure that it is, if it is a sound, you know, like dishes or, or cabinet doors opening, we just want to make sure that it's not, you know, something that could be 
uh, related, um, you know, wind or anything like that to go ahead and say that's what it is versus, you know, that it is actually uh, paranormal activity in the house. Gotcha, gotcha. Because this, in this particular instance, I was in a friend's, it wasn't a, a, a house per se, it was an apartment on the 18th floor. So, um, you know, this, the first the the, um, the dishes was rattling and then the bathroom was flush and then nobody was in either, either the kitchen mm-hmm. or the bathroom. Wow. And then the light would turn on and then the light turns off and the, the um, bathroom light turned on and turned off. So we used to think it was fun because, you know, we was kids. But right. as you get older, you get into the paranormal things. i never seen right. any spirits or anything, but, you know, those things kind of, like, stuck with me because, you know, obviously we're on this show and now you're talking about these things. So I was just curious. It wasn't, like, um, something happened recently. But, um... What would you um, think about that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just asking. What would you think? Like, would that it, would it would it be um more that would be more clues to be in paranormal, or it would just be like something like a rare occurrence, or like electric surges and and um and and a bathroom and a light screen and a kitchen switch. Yeah. Um, that would definitely, you know, hearing hearing it now um, in the session, you know, kind of like one after another, or just you know some some more detail about it. I would definitely say, yeah, that would that would be where I would definitely maybe call a uh, a paranormal investigator just to come in and see what what's going on inside there. But also, um, you had mentioned it was when uh, you were younger, so um, that also uh, has that energy field, you know, that influence to go ahead and have more stuff happen when somebody's younger. And, mm. and I guess I guess it's more because when kids see it, they see what's going on versus us as, as we, uh, our minds start to develop differently, we rationalize what it can be. You know, if, if something happens, it's got to be a reason why it happened. It just didn't happen just like that. Um, that's why a lot of times when, you, you know, you might see something, it'll be through the peripheral vision. Um, that you might see somebody just walking by, but then at the same time it might be, well, you know, it was probably, you know, something that passed by. It might have been a mini blind. It might have been just the shade of the sun that, you know, as it was uh, uh, coming in as you passed it. But, um, yeah, I would say definitely if it was uh, the, the amount of activity that you're describing, yeah, I would definitely say that there, there was probably paranormal activity going on. There's a good likelihood. Um, oh, okay. I do have a um, question from the chat room. Cream, could you grab that collar and see who that is while I, I ask will. them this? Um, there's a situation where um, it seems like this lady's daughter is afraid to, she's about three years old, she's afraid to sleep in her own bed and she's kind of developed. Um, she she seems well. I know I, she seems to be <clears throat> excuse me. You know, reading her a very intuitive ch- 
child, and uh, and like you just said, Alfred, which is a great point. You know, children, you know, have a totally different viewpoint of the world than adults, and that's why we age as adults because we believe we're supposed to age and how we age, and that's why we don't manifest because we don't believe that anything's possible. So that goes in with a lot of things. Just thought I'd tie that in there. But so this little girl, she actually um, has. I believe, some kinds of conversations with different um, forms at some point. And, you know, who knows whether that's, you know, like you said, you don't jump to any conclusions necessarily right away. But, you know, after months and months of her being very comfortable with, you know, a certain amount of activity, real or imagined, all of a sudden she's desiring, you know, to consistently sleep in her parents' bed. And, you know, a couple people have counseled her and talked to her, and, you know, she can't really articulate, you know, what that fear is. What advice would you give that mother, or what would your perception be of that situation? Um, <clears throat> yeah, in, in that situation there, um, it seems definitely like the um, um, the child is definitely able to see, able to feel stuff, able to to um, hear stuff as well. Um, there's got to be, as long, and it's hard because, I mean, no doubt being a parent, it's going to end up being, that's not what you want your kid to be exposed to, or you, you don't know if it's going to, if they're going to be harmed or not because of the fact that you can't see who your child is talking to, and also, if is it good, is it bad? Um, mm-hmm. But just in general, it's going to be something that, wait a minute, I don't want you to see that. You're not supposed to see that because I can't see who it is and I don't know if they're good or bad. That that might do something to you that might maybe lead you outside when, you know, everybody's asleep, for example. Um, it, it, it is a, um, um, a, a, a tricky situation because, it, again, it could be um, just a, a friendly spirit as well as it could be a, um, a bad spirit, uh, so to speak. Um, I guess I, I would pay, pay more attention to um, her, um, if, if, uh, the daughter's uh, reaction. Also, a lot of times, um, if they do any type of drawings or anything like that, and I know um, she's three years old, but um, I would be paying more attention to what she's coloring and what she's drawing, if she's drawing mm. stuff, um, because of the fact that she's going to be relating what she's seeing. So if she sees somebody with, you know, say um, that's going to be bad, it's going to be in a, in a bad image that's being drawn on paper. If it's a, a good spirit, it might end up being more angels and whatnot that are being draw, uh, drawn on paper. So I think I'd be paying more attention to that, but more more so uh, just the reaction uh, from her. If, if she is talking to somebody and she's being more playful, I would definitely be real careful um, until I was uh, able to pick up on more signs that um, exactly who she's, even though I can't see who she's talking to, I would definitely be able to uh, pay more signs on what she's doing. And, and, you know, is it more of a friendly atmosphere or is it more of a bad atmosphere that's kind of going into it? And I have a follow-up question to that. I am going to bring on our caller, which just happens to be Miss Stephanie from Intuitive Paranormal Society. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, good afternoon or good evening. Hi, how are you? Oh, thank you so much for calling in. We've got all you guys. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so place. sorry. I'm so sorry. I had a schedule issues with work, uh, so I tried to call in as soon as possible. And I know it's late, but I'm sorry about the delay. No, uh, I really appreciate it. I'm glad. Um, I don't know if you've been listening, but you know, I have a kind of a follow up comment, and I 
I, well, like I shared, and I don't know if you know this, Stephanie, but I, I'm intuitive as well. And so I kind of have a good mm-hmm. grasp on what I feel all of your abilities are, which I think are fairly high level. So maybe you can jump in and give us your opinion on this one, too. But actually, to flesh the story out a little more, this particular um, family has just had a um, house clearing from a pretty prominent team in um, Florida. And so this happened after the team was there that this little, and they, of course, they were very respectful and, you know, followed, you know, what I would consider, you know, good protocol with children. You know, the the child was not there, you know, well, so it wasn't like she was traumatized or things were put in her head. Her parents are very protective and they don't talk about, you know, these things to her and, you know, don't put things in her head. So I found it very interesting that this team had just done this clearing and now, you know, this child is more afraid, basically, in my opinion, than she's ever been. So if you guys have any input on that, I think um, it would comfort the parent quite a bit. Um, is this the three uh, little three-year-old you were talking about? Uh, yes. Only with them? Yes, it is. And that um, is she uh, having, uh, I have a question, is she having, like, a weird behavior, like crying a lot or wetting the bed or um any any type of traumatized thing that has to do with what she sees? I, to me, the behavior that's unusual is she, she's been wanting to cling, just cling more to her parents as far as where she didn't have a, an issue, and I don't know how much you heard her right when you called in, but she she has some knowledge, it appears, of the spirit world, and she's fairly comfortable with that. And, you know, all of a sudden she needs security objects and she just really is very fearful um, to sleep in her room now, which I just find, you know, like I said, kind of unusual. And her mother is um, intuitive and she's seen dark orbs, a lot of dark orbs in her daughter's room. Um, I was, uh, when I was hearing uh, this subject, the topic you guys were talking about, I was picking up on, uh, obviously, I'm not going to trust what I pick up over the phone. I understand. Um, but I, w- I, I was picking up on some t- some some type of guide. Um, but if you, uh, if you know, you know you're intuitive. You can't trust everything you sense over the phone. So it can be just deception for me to see that, that it's something friendly. But if it's, if her behavior is just not normal for a three-year-old, then I would say it's definitely something not friendly and not uh, nice, so to speak. Um, and it's just, you know, trying to trick me, at least from what I'm picking up, uh, that it's something friendly. So I would say definitely it's not something friendly, not according to her behavior. It's just not not friendly. And I think no, I think she's I think she's drawing those things to this because uh, we got to keep in mind that kids are innocent and they're so vulnerable that these entities try to take uh, advantage of you know kids like that. And because we got to keep in mind if we're talking about bad entities, they're fed up by fear. So you know this little girl is obviously you know scared. Uh, I would be too. I mean, three years old, it's, you know, you don't know nothing. You're innocent. Um, I have so been. It's yeah, so it's it's something she's attracted to 
she I believe she must have an ability that she will develop when she's, you know, grown up if she chooses to go ahead and develop it. Um, if she chooses or you know, she's gonna choose her own path. Sure. But I will I, I would say it's not friendly. And I and I appreciate your honesty. Do you so in other words, would you agree with this statement to some extent that it if if there's people living in the home that have abilities, especially possibly children, you could have your house cleaned every week or clean your house yourself, which I would do every week, and yeah. you're still going to somewhat draw or attract different things? Of course. Yeah, I would say so because spirits do sense the energy we have, and if they sense the energy, we, you know, we, we draw, they see the energy and they feel it. So they know we have the kind of energy the way we can sense stuff and mm-hmm. sense, you know, spirits or whatever it is. If they know we're some, somewhat, you know, uh, sensitive to something or them, then I, I would say, yes, you're definitely going to have it in your life no matter where you live and no matter where you move. If you move from different house to house, apartment to apartment, it doesn't matter where you go. You're still going to sense it. It's just because you were born with it. And you have developed, and you're just not gonna you're not gonna get away for, uh, from it. So it's it's time to look at the positive side. And yes, clean your house, but as well as stay protected, which is a big lesson in the paranormal uh, I've learned along with uh, the guys in, in the group. Uh, protection is it, it is a uh, an important one of the most important things in the paranormal um, yeah. to stay protected, and uh, especially people with abilities. The higher the ability, uh, the more sensitive you are. So the mm-hmm. more you're gonna be a, 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 a the victim towards you know these uh, entities, either wh- whether it is a, a negative or positive. Um, so I would say yes, no matter where they go, you know, no matter how old you are, if you have an ability, especially if there if it's just more than one person, you know, it's definitely gonna attract these entities over because a lot of these entities are looking and seeking for attention. Uh, either because they're, they don't know they, they passed away or or they're just looking forward to cross over and they need some type of help. Um, and some of them are so desperate, they just choose whoever they feel can sense them. So what would you recommend um, this mother do as far as um, either teach her daughter, what would you recommend that she teach her daughter or do for her daughter, or what would you recommend... Um, is are there any boundaries she can set so, oh that this isn't happening? I would the problem here is that I I've been through the same similar thing because I, I'm a mom and uh, I, ha- I have a three year old daughter as well. Um, it's a really hard situation where you can't just say don't do this or do that because no matter what she does, you know she's gonna keep seeing stuff because mm. of, because of the little girl's ability. I mean, because my daughter is intuitive, I don't know to what point. I don't know if she's going to be like me, you know, psychic medium, or she's going to be just the ener- person working with energies. I don't know what she's going to be doing, but I do um, believe that she's intuitive. I would recommend, uh, because she's so little, right. I would recommend her to uh, stay close to the, you know, stay close to her daughter, uh, open up that uh communication way where where your daughter will tell you everything and as Alfred was saying um uh Cici was saying uh open up that um 
open up that uh, watcher, watch who she draws, how she behaves, what she does. And um, I would definitely, um, if, 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 you know, all these things keep coming up where she's traumatized and, and all that, I would say, uh, you know, if it's going on in her house and if it's just going through, through a lot, I would say uh, have someone interfere in there and do a clean thing. Because we don't know, we got to keep in mind, we don't know what we're talking about yet. We don't know if it's friendly, we don't know if it's not friendly. Oh, right, right. So uh, have someone check what it is and um, bring in a medium in there, see what it is. Make sure, make sure for her safety. I will look out for her safety, which is what I would do for my daughter. Look out for her safety because she's so little and innocent. She's not aware. So look out for her uh, protection, for her, you know, keep her house protected. It's like keeping her daughter protected because she, the daughter lives in there. The little girl lives in there. So I would say keep the daughter protected, watch over her a lot, pay, pay a lot of attention to her. If it gets to an extreme point, then she can have, I would say, recommend someone interfere in the in the house and check the house and see what's going on in the house. Do you recommend um, ritual, so like sea salt or um, like a special angel candle, you know, how people have different... Do you think any of those things in this situation would would protect them or or you know keep these spirits away or in in all of your opinion which to be honest I'm going to be perfectly honest with my opinion here really quick I have four daughters who are all different very high level at their respective abilities but my oldest daughter and this is probably, you guys are probably going to say this is like the opposite. When she was younger, it took her a while to come to me. But I really taught, and I think one of you mentioned, I don't know if it was Ian or Alfred, but one of you mentioned the word fear, I believe, and you maybe even too, Stephanie. But I, it's my opinion that a lot of these negative entities, no matter what they are, um, whether they're human or otherwise or um, interdimensional beings, as some people say, or, or demonic or on and on, I just feel like they really feed off fear. So my daughter would say, you know, there's, you know, a man floating above my bed while I'm going to sleep. And I would say, you know, and, I, and she was a little older, you know, six or seven, I would say, close your eyes and go to sleep. And I acted. Now, of course, we live in a very, we, we live in a very uh, crazy, psychic home where, you know, all this is accepted, welcomed, embraced, and normal. But still, I think there's an element of truth there that I didn't choose to feed that fear. Was I thrilled about it? No. But yet I think there's a piece of me that maybe I didn't, you know, actually say it that recognized what you guys are saying, which is that you have these abilities and you're going to deal with them. And it's much better. It's kind of like anything. We'd much rather have our children um, come up against some difficulties and challenges when they're under our protection or in our home, you know, than when they're at college or, when, you know, to be blindsided, I guess, one day. So that's how I chose to deal with it. I teach my children not to feed you know, the fear, they'll be like, oh, there's a man sitting on the stairs. I said, oh, you know, and, you know, I just, I'm very nonchalant. You know, I'm like, oh, what does he look like? You know, and, and I usually, I see the same thing. So, but that's our life, and I know we're crazy, but, you know, it's kind of worked for us, and um, it seems to take just a lot of the fear out of it because, you know, I really believe that um, the unseen world is so much more real, so to say, than, than the physical reality that we live in. So, and that's how I teach my children. I think I think you have a great point there, um, and I think that she can. Uh, that's a great suggestion for the mom. Is yes, 
that's the best thing you can do because the girl, the little girl, is so little and so innocent that she's just not aware of what's good and bad just yet, not of everything at least. So I think you have a great point, and I think she should teach her daughter what you were mentioning to teach her not to fear, to let her know, you know, don't fear. It's not going to do anything to you. It's you know, it's just you know, she sees a shadow to let her little girl know. They know it, it's not going to hurt you. Um, it, it depends what kind of religion she's into. I would sure. say, since, since the, the little girl is so little, I would say, you know, teach her prayers. Uh, if the mom's a Christian, Catholic, whatever religion she's in, teach her prayers. Uh, let her know she's protected, she's not alone. Even if the mom's not next to her to learn, to uh, teach her that she's still protected, even though the mom's not there. Um, and if, when it comes to protection... I trust uh, a lot in holy water. Mm, um, when it comes to ho- holy water, sea salt uh, water is a great, uh, it's a uh, perfect uh, thing to uh, do too. Um, what I would suggest is, uh, because I've done it myself, it's uh, sprinkle sea salt water around her bed, and that mm. might help to keep her protected from um, this entity. Uh, because, like I said, we don't know what, what she's dealing with. We don't know what she's seeing. Um, so it can't be uh, – I think it would be a good idea to, to do some sea salt water around her bed, sprinkle it around her bed, and do some holy water. Um, like I said, it depends on her religion. But as I do is I cleanse my, my home with um, holy water and Psalm 91 on the Bible. Um, so it's a great uh, prayer to – to not fear anything because, you know, she's got a teacher that she she can't fear anything. Nothing's going to hurt her. Um, so I would say, you know, holy water and sprinkle sea salt around her water. It's a, it's a good idea as well as sage. A lot of people believe in sage. I I still sage. Um, not having sage recently, uh, but there's uh, sage that you can sage. We, uh, there's two uh, type of sage that's supposed to um, there uh, is called Dragon's Blood. One of them is the stage called Dragon's Blood, and then the other one is called Luther. Um, those are two kind of good stages to stage your home around and keep yourself protected. That's really good advice. What I like about it is it's all about um, empowering, whether it's your children or yourself or your neighbor, but it's, a, it's all about taking back that power and empowering yourself, you know, and I really like that's really great advice. I appreciate that. Okay, now we're gonna now we're gonna play a little game. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I scared you guys tonight. You're like, what the heck? No, I'm just teasing. Um, I'll, I'm gonna start with Alfred. Alfred, I'd like you to tell me your favorite investigation you've been on since being in this group and why. Favorite investigation. Um, mind right away, even when you said it, was the one in uh, La Purisima, which is, in the city, which is a La Purisima mission in the city of uh, Lompoc. Lompoc. Um, and uh, the only reason being is uh, it was myself and Stephanie uh, that went over there uh, to investigate, and we actually did a lot of joking around, and, and um, um, uh, it, we kind of... You know, we were part of, like, you know, we had to get in, so we, we went in part of the tour, but we kind of went our separate way, so to speak, and we kind of left the tour group 
and then whenever they would kind of look for us, you know, we would be in a, in a different area, and then we would say that, you know, we were looking for the bathrooms or we got lost or whatnot. <laughs> but we were actually trying to do our, our own EVP sessions. We were trying to do, a, you know, go by feelers and see what, what we could end up seeing or hearing. And um, it was nice because um, that was going on a lot, even though we were supposed to be in a tour group. We, you know, again, we ended up taking off and we kind of roamed our uh, roamed that area, that uh, the mission, on our own. And uh, but we were picking up all kinds of stuff. And then what was nice about it as well, and this might jog uh, Stephanie's memory, is that um, when we were there, uh, there was a um, uh, the, the chapel that's there at the uh, the mission, and the investigators would be. You know, because, of course, we would, were part of a tour group, so when they would catch us, we would have to kind of be with the tour group. And uh, anyway, we, were, uh, we went to the chapel, and everybody was in one section, and they're doing their own, you know, uh, EVP sessions and stuff. And me and Stephanie were like, hey, let's go over there to that other end, because everybody's over there. Um, you know, all the, uh, the ghosts and spirits, they're on that other side. They're not over here where everybody's at. <laughs> so we went over there, and we were catching whispers and stuff, and people were looking at us like, hey, what are you guys doing? You know, everybody's supposed to be over here, not over there. But um, it, we, you know, we did a lot of, uh, and, and then we even brought brought it to their attention, um, letting the uh, the group know, like, can you guys come over here because everything's over here. And they're looking at us like, well, how would you guys know? You know, we're professionals. We know what we're doing. You know, uh-huh. this is and uh, of course, a lot of times we won't say uh, who we are and what we do. Um, so um, what we did was we stood at the back of the chapel and we were catching the whispers and the evidence. Uh, there versus where everybody was at. Everybody was in the front. We were in the back, but we were catching more stuff than the people in the front were. Um, but it was just more good times. I mean, as we were walking, uh, you know, through the different trails, going from one area to another, um, Stephanie would be like, "Hey, they're following us." It's like, "Yeah, we could, you know, we could feel them." But it's like, you know, is anybody else feeling this? Is anybody else feeling, you know, what we're feeling? And um, everybody else was just more with their meters and their uh, their gadgets. And um, we we just kind of walked into different places and we could pick up stuff. So it, that was nice about it, just because it was it was a tour. So we didn't have to do uh, you know like a report or anything like that. It was more for fun, and which we did end up having. Even when I go back to listen to uh, some of the uh, uh, you know the recordings, because what I do is I normally I have my digital recorder and I'll start recording when I get to a location, and then I won't turn it off until we're done, and I have another. Uh, um, uh, digital uh, recorder as well as the tape player that I just recently got, and those would be my main ones that I do my EVP sessions with. Uh, but the other one is going. So I could hear when we first drove up and all the talking that we were doing and what we were talking about. And so yeah, just to relive that, it you know it it, it definitely was a good time. Do we have any um, Alfred EVPs from there? Because I know I don't know if we do or not. I don't know if that's what you were talking about. Because I saw that word that you're saying, which I'm not going to try to pronounce. Yeah, actually, there is some EVPs from that. I think it's uh, one of the first ones that I uh, sent over. It's the one that says slow down uh, on it. And that was, um, uh, I guess when we get into that one, I'll kind of describe that one a little bit more. But yes, that is from that place. Uh, and okay. then it was from that time that we were there. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Ian, you're up. Maybe. He, I know he's having problems with his phone. Yeah, I'll go to Stephanie. Stephanie, what's your favorite? Um, my favorite. My favorite investigation. Um, um, I think 
not quite my favorite, but I do think that's definitely one of the ones we all ended up learning from uh, Big Lasting, at least me, was uh, it was at the Suicide Bridge, um, a very... A very a very dark place. Um, the reason why I think it well, like I said, not quite my favorite, but I think it was an important investigation of what we got. Our, uh, at least I learned the lesson, or a couple of the lessons. I think as a group we learned the lesson. Um, yeah, yeah, we because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because um, we um, we were at the investigation, and I started feeling. Uh, I started feeling a back pain on my back. I started feeling uh, nauseous. My heart started rating, uh, you know, my heart started being faster and faster, like if I was running. Um, I started feeling something heavy on my shoulders. I started feeling like they wanted to drop me down to the ground. Uh, I mean, it was a wow. lot of feelings all at once, uh, little by little, until the, the moment that I could just temp- didn't, didn't want to take it no more. Uh, so I felt that we had to leave. It was just too much for me. Um, what I was feeling uh, was just too much for me. The reason why I say I learned that lesson was because um, back then I didn't really uh, concentrate on protection a lot. It was just like, you know, okay, just a prayer or a white bubble, and that's about it. You know, let's go investigate. Let's see what we see. Let's see what we catch. Whatever. Um as in the beginning, as I started developing, you know, I didn't really uh, pay attention to protection. I didn't think it was important. So, you know, it, ta- it taught me a lesson where, yeah, protection is one of the main things in the paranormal as you investigate. Is you, got, you have to protect yourself because they can't hurt you physically, but they can hurt you another way. Virtually, um, they can do a lot of things to you. Oh, sorry. Entities. So what they were trying to do was attach uh, themselves to me um, and bring them back home, you know, which is what they love to do is uh, dark entities love to attach themselves and go home with you and to do a big mess with you at your house and with family. Um, so I would say that was one of the most interesting ones where you learn protection is the key in the paranormal. If you want to be successful and if you want to stay safe, you want to know how to protect yourself and how to protect your group when you go into an investigation. Um, and I think that was uh, one of the biggest, uh, you know, experiences in my life when you come across these dark entities. It wasn't my first time coming across these entities, but, you know, it was a big lesson to learn from there, which is protection, especially when you're around these, you know, nasty entities. You definitely got to protect yourself. The more sensitive you are, the worse for you, the more you have to protect yourself. I think that's um, really good advice, and whenever activity ramps up in my home, I always know it's because I'm not being vigilant, and I'm just, um, like you said, I'm not following. Um, You're breaking up a little bit. I can't hear what you're saying. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, that's Um, okay, because you actually were, too. Yeah, I think it's Stephanie. Oh, there you go. Now you're, you're good. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just agreeing with you. I said whenever activity ramps up in my home, it's usually because I've gotten just really, um, you know, not guarded about, you know, protecting. I think that's a really, really good point. Is Ian, can you hear us? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's not on. I think um, something he, happened to his phone. Did he, we he lose him? Me. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did? Okay. He, yeah, he texted me saying that his phone 
uh, was doing some weird uh, stuff. But, um, yeah, he's been having some problems with that phone, so I don't know if he took it back and then they gave him another one or if he's still uh, using the same one that's giving him problems. Okay. Well, do you guys want to, um, and I don't know how you want to tell me how to do these, but do you want to play some of your EVPs or all of your EVPs and tell us about them? Uh, sure. Whichever way you want to do it, I could go ahead and, and um, we could select, depending on time, uh, we could go ahead and select them or just go ahead and go down the list. It's up to it's you. Up however, to you. It's up to you, whatever you, whatever you feel like doing. Um, okay. Go for it. So okay. pick. Pick one, or I'll throw one out, or whichever way you want to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you want, um, we could we could start with the first one, uh, the La Purisima, since we were talking about that one. Okay, great. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with that one. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and play it. And is that how you'd like to do it? And then you'll com you'll comment on it after that. Well, uh, you know what I'll do is I'll go ahead and comment on it first, and then okay, uh, maybe maybe play it. Um, this one here was um, the. Uh, he um, was uh, caught at La Purisima Mission, and there was myself and Stephanie, uh, and this is, a, you know, the story that I was saying that we had a good time, at least for myself. Um, um, this one was kind of, it, it's kind of like an, a weird EVP because um, we, uh, what you're going to hear is they're doing evidence review on the spot. Um, they were doing an EVP session. It was only for two minutes. Oh. And what we what we did was we went inside uh, one of the uh, one of the um, I think we were inside the uh, it was one of the one of the rooms and um, some other investigators that were there they went ahead and were doing an EVP session for uh, two minutes and myself and Stephanie as a group uh, keep in mind this is a tour group so as a group we were listening to their EVPs as they were even because they did catch they did catch uh, an EVP and what their EVP says speed up. Well, when I, I have my digital recorder on me, when my when I did my review of it, their EVP says speed up. Mine, after uh, uh, for some reason, uh, 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 a ghost spirit wanted to go ahead and say slow down. So <laughs> you end up hearing that their EVP says speed up, and then mine says slow down. So oh, it was almost like the slow down. You know, the the the, uh, the spirit of ghost was telling. That other spirit goes saying speed up. He's actually telling them to slow down, and that's where this EVP. So it's a weird one because it's an EVP from one EVP, and then my EVP, you know, was on there which says uh, slow down. So it's an EVP versus an EVP. It's a double EVP. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, I'm gonna play this, and then I'm gonna play it again because sometimes it takes that to um, here. But we'll see. So I'm gonna go ahead and play it now. Okay. Uh, speed up. Speed up. Okay. Wow, that was pretty clear. I'm gonna play it one more time. Okay. Speed up. Speed up. Okay. Yeah, you could hear that. Oh, totally. Did you hear it, Kareem? Yeah. Kareem. Boy, everybody's leaving us. I'm gonna get to yeah. pass. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. okay. I just thought that was so weird. Even when I came back and uh, um, and I did my review of the evidence, and, and again, I didn't even think I was going to catch anything because we're on the tour group, um, so I didn't even think we were going to catch anything. And then when I heard that, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, I can't believe that I even got an EVP on top of an EVP already. 
uh, but we got other stuff that was inside the uh, the room. But I didn't I didn't include that. That was just one of you know more of a an interesting one uh, to have an EVP on top of another EVP. Yeah, that definitely. I, I'm not sure I've heard anything quite like that before. Okay, you want to set another one up for us? Um, we could do actually we could just go down the list. Uh, woman's voice. Okay, let me find that. All right. Okay, got it. So. Okay, this is at a uh, we of course kind of like whenever we're not investigating um, different locations, we'll still show up to cemeteries, of course, uh, to go ahead and get uh, evidence there just to keep the skills up. Um, because, of course, we want to go ahead and still, if we buy equipment, we want to go ahead and test it out. So we'll go to a cemetery. We'll go ahead and test it out. Me and Stephanie uh, and Ian, we just, I mean, we could go anywhere. We could go to, like, a park, and then we'll see, you know, as long as Stephanie sees something, then it's like, okay, we're going to go there. Um, <laughs> but in this case, we were at a, a cemetery in the uh, city of uh, San Bernardino in uh, the Inland Empire. And um, this one here, we were just conversating, but... Um, uh, different uh, investigators. We were just conversating, and we felt that there was a. We were at one of the headstones, and we could feel that there was a lady that was present, but um, we didn't know if it was the person that we were at the headstone, or maybe the person behind us, their headstone. But what you're going to go ahead and end up hearing is us talking, and then there's a lady's voice that comes on, and it's nobody, not us. And it wasn't anybody around us because there was only four people at the time uh, that were there, and there was only one. Uh, there was only one lady, and so it couldn't have been. It wasn't. It wasn't her because you could tell from uh, her voice. But that's what you're going to end up hearing in this EVP. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play that, and then I'm going to play it again. With something that's wood, it's going to sound good. Hmm. One more time. With something that's wood, it's going to pass through it. Yeah, yeah definitely you, another voice thrown in there. Um, yeah. And you can kind of hear that it's not it's not on the same level as well. It has a different tone to it. Um, I couldn't make out what was being said. I know it's just like a, a one-word uh, type that was just thrown in there, and it has kind of a little bit of an echo to it as well. Yeah. But um, I... So we didn't know if it was, again if it was the person's headstone where we were at that we could feel that there was a, a lady that was present, or if it was somebody behind us or to the side of us. But that was interesting to to kind of know that we actually felt somebody there, and then we get this EVP uh, to confirm that that somebody was there. Do you guys see? It's interesting because I walk in. I have a very, very, very beautiful large graveyard very close to my home, and I walk there all the time with my girls and. Um, I actually think it is, it, I know this is going to sound crazy, it's actually a place I go to get away from spirit presence. There's less in most graveyards, in at least from what I've experienced, than anywhere else. I mean, not that there's yeah. not stuff there, but um, right. there is. And, of course, you know, as we've talked and talked and talked about during this show, which I think is a valuable point, you know, when they sense you, they're going to come to you no matter, you know, where you are. You could be at an yeah. amusement park and now they can approach you. But um, so it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with a graveyard. But I and my girls, I say, well, mom, why would they want to hang around? Like, who wants to hang around? Like, you know, like, here's at the graveyard, you know, there's maybe loved ones if you've recently died. But I'm talking about, right. you know, why would spirits really want to hang out in the graveyard? But I guess why would they want to hang out anywhere for that matter? <laughs> 
Exactly. And um, it, it just seems more fitting that they would be hanging out at a graveyard, but at the same time, you're correct. I mean, that you do get less activity. I mean, we, we visited different cemeteries, and not at all cemeteries are you going to get a lot of activity, or at least that particular day that you're showing up, um, you won't get too much activity, but you will hear of other groups that have gone to that same cemetery, and they've either gotten pushed or they've gotten, you know, very oh, clear wow. EVPs. Wow. Um, they've gotten tugged and stuff like that. But so, yeah, you're correct. I mean, I, I've, we've, we've done different ones, and not all the time that we show up, we get, uh, you know, a lot of evidence at, at a cemetery. I remember uh, quite a few experiences I've had with uh, Alfred was uh, we were actually finishing up an investigation at a hospital here in Los Angeles. And, uh, I, you know, we went, after that, we went to eat as Denny's as a, as a usual after investigating, <laughs> you know, hot chocolate, hot coffee, and if you're hungry, eat too. Right. Um, we were coming back from Denny. Uh, he, uh, he was dropping me off on my car, and you know, I sent a, a little girl in the it's the park right in front of the hospital. So I told them, you know, let's go, let's go outside, let's go over there, and you know, let's do an EVP session. Let's see if we get anything. And we did uh, an EVP session, and we ended up getting, you know, the voice of a little girl uh, that I have seen. And, you know, we were getting kissed. And wow. like I was saying, you know, it's it, not necessarily it has to be called the haunted part, but it already has voices. Because as we all know, uh, spirits are everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. They're everywhere. They can be outside your house. They could be your next-door neighbor. You know, they're just there. We, the difference is that not all of us can see them. You know, there's certain of us that can't see them, but not everybody can see spirits. So we don't, you know, you don't realize they're there, and you don't notice them unless you, you know, you you can see, you have the ability to see them. But they're all all over the place. Yeah, exactly like my daughter said. You just basically said the same thing. Okay, Alfred, next DVP. Okay. Let's see, the next one here. <clears throat> This was actually at a commercial location in the city of uh, Pasadena. Um, I won't say the name uh, to that place, but it was a commercial place in uh, Pasadena. We had actually went in to go ahead and investigate, and this EVP was was um, caught during, and again, keep in mind, I have my recorder the moment I set foot onto the property, mm-hmm. and I'm recording the whole thing. So even... You don't necessarily have to do an, uh, you know, an EVP session to go ahead and get EVPs. You could be walking. And you could be missing out on stuff if you don't have your recorder going. Uh, mm, true. In, in point, this one here, that's exactly what was happening. We had the person that was um, taking care of the uh, the property that was going to go ahead and show us the uh, the location and tell us them about, you know, about the history about it and also any experiences that they've had, any experiences that the employees have had and, you know, what more or less um, um, from past owners to people that they've seen uh, there, um, and this EVP was was at a time when, as she's explaining um, her own uh, account uh, and her own story of, of what uh, was going on, you end up hearing a woman out of the blue just start laughing, and you could end up hearing it very clearly. Um, and it wasn't any of us because we were more listening into what's being said, uh, you know, inside that story. But um, for some reason, somebody thought it was funny. So uh, oh, that's, that's great! I love it. Okay, all right. I'm going to moving like big platforms that were way too heavy for one person to move. Wow. That, they moved. that is so clear. Did you hear that, Kareem? 
that is a clear. Uh, that is. I didn't hear it. You did it. Did you hear it? No. Okay, it's toward the middle end of this clip. I'm going to turn it up a little bit and play it again. Is moving like big platforms that were way too heavy for one person to move, but he said that they moved. Yeah, I heard it lightly. Yeah. Well, it's I. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, can, I can hear it on this end as well. It's it's, it's pretty loud. I guess it's it's more in the middle. I guess um, kind of to discern, you could tell the the person that's talking, and it's right in the middle area. You just hear hey, hey, hey. You, yeah, you know, you kind of hear that. That's kind of like a bad impersonation, but I mean, that's what you end up hearing is more of that type of uh, giggle. Yeah, that was. That, I thought that was a good one. That was really clear. Okay, next. Okay, the next one here, um, it's at the, oh, this one, uh, it's at the same location. Um, this one was a weird one because we um, we got to a section where there was an elevator at. And, you know, just like any paranormal investigator, the moment you see an elevator, you go, okay, let's go to the floors that aren't being used. So we wanted to go up to the top floors to go ahead and, because and that space wasn't being used, it was going to go ahead and be, it was getting remodeled. And uh, so what we did we went ahead and uh, jumped into the elevator, and we were going room by room, and uh, excuse me, floor by floor, and we were checking out the rooms uh, as we would go to uh, to different floors. Well, we finally got to the very top, and we went down the one floor, and everything was fine. You know, we opened up the, the, the door, the elevator door, and then we stepped out. Okay, you know, we need one floor down because this isn't the one we're supposed to take. So we went, in, went ahead and hit the button to uh, go ahead and move uh, downward, and I think we went down too many floors, and then we ended up, you know, we were supposed to end up, like, say, the uh, the fourth floor. We ended up, excuse me, the third floor, and we ended up on the fourth one. Then when, as we were trying to go up to the third one, we didn't move for some reason. Hmm. Even though we felt it in motion, we felt the elevator, you, you could feel it, you could hear it, that, it, that the, the engine or the cables are driving. The, the, the doors open up. You're going to hear me say, did we even move? I mean, it's, wow. it, there's more There's more of it, but I went ahead and cut and spliced it. And I go, did we even move? And then all of a sudden you hear this this electronic laugh as I would go ahead and, and uh, put it. You end up hearing some. It almost like was making fun that, you know, we thought we moved and we really didn't. We just stood in the same spot. And, but everything seemed so real that we actually moved. We actually were doubting ourselves that if we didn't hit the button right. But we could feel, again, the cables moving. We felt us moving uh, from one floor one floor to the other. But you end up hearing this laugh uh, that came about. So I just kind of played with us in our minds, thinking, well, are we going crazy, or did we not feel that we actually moved? And wow. then that's when we got this. And, and it sounds more of an electronic laugh is what okay. you're going to hear from it. Okay. Go ahead and play it. Did we even move? Oh, well. I actually heard that that's quite a bit in there, right, Alfred? Like, I heard yep. quite a bit in yeah. there. There's, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's, usually what I try to do is I try to, you know, the one that's going to stick out more because uh, when we get EVPs at times, we get a lot of conversations going on, but I try to pick out the one that's going to be the clearer one so that way everybody kind of hears versus go, because we get different tones uh, of EVPs. Some are going to be, of course, class A, some are class B and class C. Um, so the lower tones, but you get into hearing more on there. Uh, that, yeah, I'm going to play it again because that was a lot. That was uh, There's a lot in there. I just want, this is for my own personal entertainment. <laughs> I'm playing okay. this yeah. again. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay, hold on. Did we even move? Oh, well. Interesting. I would, I mean, I, I could be crazy. I would, That was so mechanical. Uh, that was interesting. It, it, it's so, um, uh, I think it's just so evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I got the chills when I heard that. Like, it's just so evil. It's just like playing, it's just like playing a dolly, you know, so, you know, when you push the button, it's like, you know, right, it sounds like. Right. It's almost like a witch laughing, like those old-fashioned witches. Yeah, you you're right. That's a good description. You know? That's a great description. Yeah, that was cool. I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good EVP. Okay. Oh, oh yes, he does. <laughs> I call him. I call him. I call him the king of EVPs. <laughs> yeah, he's got. You guys have some really great clear because, EVPs. Because. He just doesn't get a much. He gets a bu- a whole bunch, but not just that. But they're so clear. Their class, I will class an A EVPs. There's not any classes, you know, where you could barely hear them. Um, you could hear them right off, you know, right away. And you know that laugh was just witchy kind. Like yeah, it definitely is the witchy kind. Okay, Alfred, we have time for about two more EVPs. So if you want to pick out two that you'd like to talk about. Okay, um, let's go with um, the next one. The the one is the Green Mary, break the camera. Okay. Okay, let me go ahead and describe that one. Right. Uh, this one here is um, an EVP that myself and Stephanie, we were uh, investigating the green room. Uh, I don't know if you recall this one, Stephanie. Um, but Stephanie had mentioned, um, well, actually, you had probably mentioned what you were feeling about the, the lady and then the man member of the camera. Uh, yeah, I um, I remember sensing this lady and a gentleman in the room with us. Now the lady was uh, somewhat uh, fancy looking, back from the 1950s, 1930s, um, and she had like an aggressive kind thing, uh, but she was more seductive kind. Um, I have a lot of luck with those type of women in the paranormal when I'm around Alfred, and you know. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a guy with her there, and we could, I could just sense that they didn't like us there. They didn't even want us to be in there. So I, you know, I was telling we we gotta get out of here. We gotta leave because they just mm. don't want us here. They don't want us here. You know, the we're we're just bothering, disturbing them, and they don't want us here. They're not friendly. You know, they're like those you know naughty people that you know they're they're there, but they're not as nice as they appear to be because the woman was very beautiful. I mean, no doubt on that, but she was Aww. as nice as she looked, um, <laughs> as, as neither the gentleman. So uh, when, um, when you know, when I was picking up on that, that's when Alfred picked up on the EVP he's about to play, which confirmed that they're not, they weren't that friendly as they looked. Right, it confirms what you were saying. Okay. Right. Um, I was just going to quickly mention um, the um, the lady. Uh, that that Stephanie felt, uh, excuse me, sensed inside there. She was able to tell the gentleman what to do. So she he pretty much got his orders from her. But in this EVP, I'm putting down my camera. I have a camera uh, uh, mm-hmm. around my neck. And I'm I'm taking it uh, off of my uh, neck, and um, I end up saying, "Let me put the, my camera away." And then you end up hearing the uh, the spirit say, "Can you break the camera?" And that's wow. The okay, let's hear that. 
but um, going into uh, private cases, we really don't do. Um, the Twitter uh, account, just in case if anybody wants to go ahead and, and uh, follow us there, it's uh, intuitive underscore PS. Once again, it's intuitive underscore PS, uh, and that's for Intuitive Paranormal uh, Society. Um, but that's pretty much what we're doing. I mean, we still try to get together um, to go ahead and investigate. Uh, right now, it's just one of those times that everybody's kind of doing different things, and um, I know uh, Stephanie's been uh, doing some shows, and then um, also um, there's some other projects that we're going to be working on. So there's still more stuff that we're going to be doing aside from the investigation as well. Oh, I appreciate your time and sharing your evidence. Do you have any final thoughts, Stephanie? Stephanie? Yeah, I, oh, okay. I, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, um, we I, we definitely want to mention uh, uh, us as a group. We do like to help people out there, uh, you know, and that's why we have the Twitter account if they have any questions. You know, anything we can help on, we, we definitely uh, can do that. And I want to thank you uh, for inviting us onto the show and having us on your show. It was a, it was a pleasure. Well, thank um, you. I appreciate, I mean, you're the very experienced, and I appreciate your insight. And I'm sure as people listen to the archives, I don't believe in accidents. So uh, I believe this show will have far-reaching effects and potentially change people's lives and enlighten them for the better. So I really appreciate, I really appreciate you guys coming on. No, thank you. Thank you very much. No, thank you. All right. Well, you guys have a good, I guess, early evening probably out there, right? Is it early or late afternoon? And I'll let you get on with your families and your activities. But like I said, uh, blessings to you, and thank you so much. Have a good evening. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, Kareem, good show. Good show. Right? Yeah, these interesting EVPs. Yeah, they had some good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I want to mention really quickly before I sign out and let you wrap everything up that um, I'm going to be heading on over to Living Energy Day. And I you can go on Facebook backslash Living Energy Day and, um, oh, what are you, I guess, like and then get more information. But basically 24 speakers all over the world starting I think it, they changed it to five o'clock beginning at five o'clock are going to be speaking on energy healing and in a very short time beginning at 9 p.m. I am going to be speaking at energy healing so we go from hosting a show to be the guest on a show but it's all in a day's work right Crane? it's what we do <laughs> yep exactly so I do want to thank them. They are lovely, lovely people, and I really appreciate the way they use their gifts and abilities to help others and to um, share and enlighten us about the paranormal world. So I just want to thank all of them, Ian and and Stephanie and Alfred, for all coming on and giving us of their time. So, Kareem, if you want to take us out from there, um, it would be my pleasure to let you. Good night, everybody. I would like to thank Everyone for listening to The Secret to Everything with me, Kareem, and Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Be sure to tune in to Dr. Kim on Living Energy Day tonight at 9 o'clock. Just type in Living Energy on Facebook and like it, and then all the instructions will be there. And as always, you can listen to us on iTunes or download us for free from from um the Blog Talk Radio. Join us at the website 
www.serenitynaturalwellness.com and our new website, www.secrettoeverything.com for intuitive readings, updates, or upcoming events, vibrational readings, and more. Follow Dr. Kim on Twitter at Serene Wellness or her Facebook at Kimberly McGeorge or Serenity Natural Wellness. And you can also find me on Twitter at King Cashflow. It's K-I-N-G-K-A-S-H-F-L-O. And have a great night, everyone. I hope we'll catch you all at 9 o'clock. Thanks for listening on our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening on our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio.